0: Hello and welcome everyone. May God bless you all out there. We praise the Lord that so many different people in different countries are looking for the Lord's guidance through our ministry. We pray daily that God may be blessing your life through His Word as we strive to share Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. And as always, if anyone needs some prayer or has questions, please feel free to write to us through our website at www.theladderrain.org. Today we're going to pick up where we left off a couple of weeks ago and finish looking at Proverbs chapter 10. We're going to do a general look into the various verses, but overall, we're going to see wisdom and its rewards versus evil and its consequences. As we have mentioned before, there is an order or a structure that was established by God for all things, since God made everything. Everything works the way it works because that's the way it was designed. So as a result, all actions have consequences, and sooner or later those consequences manifest themselves. And truth be told, because God is the Almighty and also merciful, He many times works to withhold the natural consequences of our actions, while still maintaining the order of things. Therefore, if a person does something wrong or evil, or as we are seeing something that brings about negative consequences, God works through his mercy and power to give the opportunity for repentance and change and allows a gift of time because our existence on this planet is not guaranteed. He does not owe anything to anyone, which is contrary to popular opinion. If he actually allowed for everything to work the way it's supposed to, and especially with the effects of sin, we would all suffer the immediate consequences for our sin in the present and eternally which means that everything wrong we have done would impact us without delay, and we would wind up dying right away and paying the eternal price for our sin, completely separated from God, forever condemned to a place where there is no peace, no order, no reason, no wisdom, where everything is wrong, and when there is only weeping and gnashing of teeth, as the Bible explains. We'll look into this a little further ahead. But for right now, let's focus on praying for God's direction and guidance through his Holy Spirit, but that we may also have open hearts and minds so we can receive and understand his teachings and his wisdom. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, Lord, I give you thanks and I praise you, O Lord, for your mercy, for your goodness, for your Son, Jesus Christ. I can never thank you enough, Lord God, for your Son. Because through Him is that we have the opportunity to have our sins forgiven and to have eternal life. Thank you, O Lord, for your love. Thank you for your grace, for your gift of eternal salvation. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus right now, Lord God, I I pray, Heavenly Father, for, for your guidance. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you please speak to our hearts, to our minds, that it may be your words and not mine. I pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, for everybody that's listening, I pray, O Lord, in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, that, that there may be an openness of, of heart and mind and that, Lord God, that there may be a reception to what your word says, to what your teaching says, to be able to value your word for what it is, the word of God. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and I praise you. Help us, O Lord, to understand. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As we continue following along with our look into the book of Proverbs, we'll be reading from Proverbs chapter 10, verses 8 to 32. So if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Proverbs chapter 10, verse 8 to 32. It's a little long, so bear with me. And this is what it says. The wise in heart will receive command. He who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will become known. He who winks with the eye causes trouble, but a prating fool will fall. The mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Wisdom is found on the lips of him who has understanding, but a rod is for the back of him who is devoid of understanding. Wise people store up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. The rich man's wealth is a strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. The labor of the righteous leads to life, the wages of the wicked to sin. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. Whoever hides hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. But he who restrains his lips is wise. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver, the heart of the wicked is worth little. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. To do evil is like sport to a fool, but a man of understanding has wisdom. The fear of the wicked will come upon him, and the desire of the righteous will be granted." When the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy man to those who send him. The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. The hope of the righteous will be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. The way of the Lord is strength for the upright, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. The righteous will never be removed, But the wicked will not inhabit the earth. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut out. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked what is perverse. One of the things that I tend to use as an example often to explain the order of things or how things work is a car or an automobile, depending on where you're from. A car was designed to do certain things. So there are some definite rights and wrongs that you need to keep in mind when using a and maintaining a vehicle or a car. Like for instance, the manual typically indicates the type of fuel or petrol, or as it is becoming more common, the electrical demands to continue running. So if an engine is designed to run on electrical power, you should not pour gasoline or petrol into the location where electricity comes in, Right. That particular car is not made for liquid fuel. Sounds obvious. How about if a car runs on diesel fuel as opposed to gasoline fuel? What happens if you mix that up and you use gasoline in a car that is made to run on diesel? Don't try it because it will cause engine damage. It will also damage the fuel pump and the injectors. And there are also cars that do run on gasoline but they run with different octanes. If you own a BMW, for instance, you can't use fuels that are lower than 91 octanes. So if you value your luxury vehicle that was made in Germany, but assembled in South Carolina, you will need to go for the more expensive stuff. It's the same thing with oils and lubricants. Not all cars use the same type. And then, of course, we can get into the actual use of cars. Should you drive a four-door sedan into a flowing river? Probably not a good idea. Because it was not made for that. I mean, you can do it, but it's just not going to work because that's not what it was made for. How about putting a ton of bricks into a vehicle itself? You can try to do that, but the excess weight will ruin the suspension, will make the engine fail, because it is not designed to transport that much weight. You can do anything with a car or anything else, but you but should you do anything with a car? Should you do things with a car that it was not designed for? Now, is the manual that explains to you that you should use gasoline as opposed to diesel in your car useless because it is explaining to you a fact, a truth about the fuel you should use for that car? Is the author of the manual a jerk because they wrote that you should change the oil every 5,000 miles as opposed to 10,000 miles? Because that is what allows for the engine to run at its best? Is the author of the manual being unrealistic when they tell you that the car can only tow a maximum of 750 pounds with a certain number of passengers in the vehicle so that you don't overload the engine? The funny thing is that many people that buy cars, even expensive ones, don't even bother to read the manual. They rely on other people or their own instincts. Many people don't maintain or operate cars the way they should. And then they wonder what happened and what went wrong. Why are they stranded on the side of the road somewhere and what does that stupid yellow light mean? Cars are not perfect, even the luxury ones. But they will certainly run much better if you take care of the car and use it according to the way it was designed. A car does need to be maintained well. If you take care of the car, the car will take care of you. We, now talking about people were created for certain things and placed in a location which was also created with a certain structure, order, parameters, and so on. So, if God gave us His instructions, His Word, it's so that we can learn and understand what works well with creation and what does not. He is not being a jerk or trying to keep you away from having fun or living life to the fullest, similar to our car manual person. He is simply revealing to you how you can attain eternal life and how you can live life to the fullest potential while here on earth and in such a way that everything you do counts towards the here and now, but even more importantly, into eternity. He is just pointing about the facts, the truth. So if we believe this, then this whole notion of wisdom will really start making sense to you. Godly wisdom is God's way of giving us the insight we need to make appropriate decisions and choices that will bring about the best possible outcomes, even in a fallen and sin-filled world. So now, as we start looking at certain places in our passage today, we begin by looking at verse 8, where it says, The wise in heart will receive commands, but a prating fool will fall. What does that mean? Well, if you are wise, you will receive commands, which means that you will not argue with God or with what he is saying, but rather you will listen and take in his instruction and apply it. Because commands are collections of words that imply action. Following a command is like following directions. That's it, plain and simple. But a prating fool will fall. Prating is not a an everyday word, but it means that someone that just talks and talks and talks. And when someone just doesn't want to keep quiet, or quite frankly, they don't want to shut up, they're certainly not listening. So in essence, if a person just shoots off their mouth, and they're foolish, they're missing all of the instruction, and of course, they will fall. Have you ever met someone that just will not keep quiet? Especially when someone's trying to help them understand something? Everything is an argument or a point of contention with them. If you haven't met someone like that, then you might be the one that doesn't keep quiet and listen. Because when a person's always talking over others and refuting instruction, they're just not paying attention. In essence, everyone should talk and argue less and listen more, especially when it comes to the Word of God. Otherwise, you are bringing about your own self-destruction. When we disobey God, we are the ones with the consequences, not God. This is where people in general just don't get it. God imparts his wisdom and counsel to us so we can be benefited. Whether we listen or don't listen, whether we choose to obey or not, that doesn't affect him. He doesn't stop being God. Our actions don't really affect his position or condition or anything like that. When we don't take in his advice, we are the ones that come out losing. He doesn't lose a thing. If we continue looking at the passage, we read that there is security when we walk with integrity. When we abide in righteousness, we will speak things that will help others not tear down and destroy. When we understand and apply God's love to our lives and to the lives of others, that love is able to deal with death and sin. God's love has an incredible and immeasurable amount of wisdom, if we could describe it that way. God's love encompasses the greatest wisdom of all, that he is never thinking short-term, but rather always thinking long-term. God will never guide you to make decisions that only favor you in the here and now. He is masterful in all of his moves, where his instruction helps you to make decisions with meaningful and lasting positive rewards. We also read that our hard work will pay off with life, not death and destruction. We read that our speech, our words will bring about goodness and life and light to people if our source is God and His wisdom and understanding. If we continue reading on, there are so many benefits and blessings and good and lasting things when we just keep quiet, taking God's instruction and apply it. When we just trust and obey the Lord, Everything will be just fine, especially in the end. But if we look at the reverse, if we choose to go against his instruction, against his wisdom, if we challenge his teaching, we will only bring about pain and suffering and hardship and eternal destruction. If we see what follows in the passage, we can see that when we challenge God, we become fools. We pervert our ways. We cause trouble. We bring about violence and hatred. We bring about punishment upon ourselves. We go astray, off the path of life. We even become slanderous and hateful. Basically, nothing good comes out of going against God and His Word. We only bring about our own self-destruction and the destruction of others. Because this is something we always need to bear in mind. The world teaches you that you can do anything you want as long as you don't hurt other people with what you're doing. The truth is that everything you do not only impacts you, but it impacts everyone around you, whether it is directly or indirectly. You may not see it right away because either God's mercy is withholding its consequential destruction or because it's on its way, but whatever it is you are doing wrong, That will cause you harm and it will hurt others, guaranteed. It's like putting diesel in your gasoline engine. Once you put some in, the damage has already started and it will become known with time. It's only a question of when. God is a loving God. And as a loving God he is, he didn't create us to fail His intention was to create beings that would ultimately desire out of their own free will to return the great love he has for us, because love is a choice. He made us because of love with the intention to bring about even more love. Satan is the opposite. Satan has only one goal, to undo all of God's love and to take his place. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about what happens to you. He wants nothing good for you because he is all evil. He pretends to be your friend by encouraging you to give in to your sinful nature so that he can ultimately undo the good God wants for you, for your life. If you give in to the sin of your life, you will give in to Satan's will, into his desire to destroy you. That's what happens when you reject God's instruction, when you don't look for God's wisdom. You are not hurting God, you're only obeying Satan and hurting yourself. But if you choose to look for the Lord that loves you, that wants only what is best for you, if you seek for His wisdom and His understanding, you're going to bring about the natural rewards that come with following the Creator of heaven and earth, which is eternal life, the very thing you were designed for. In the end, the choice is yours. So choose wisely. Otherwise, if you choose for evil, you will only have just one person to blame, and that is yourself. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, help us to truly understand that the reason why you you teach us what you teach us, O Lord, is to understand that there there is a structure, there is a certain way that things work whether we like it or whether we don't like it really doesn't matter we have to understand that there is a certain way that that things were established there's a certain way that things were created because ultimately you made everything help us to understand that when we follow you we follow the best path possible by the creator and the designer of this entire universe Heavenly Father, help us to be convinced of that truth. Help us, O oh Lord, not to be allow for ourselves to be confused over perspectives and opinions and different things that are always flying about that ultimately are the tools and distractions that Satan puts out there to ultimately put doubt into your word, into your teaching. Heavenly Father, help us, O oh Lord, to understand that you love us and that all you want for us is good and that's why you teach us what you teach us that's why you gave us your word your instruction not to cause pain and hardship but rather so that there might be blessing and that there might be there might be good things that come out especially things that are eternal because the here and now will one day disappear will everything that we see Lord God even ourselves our human bodies will one day disappear and the only thing that will remain is our soul. And Lord God, help us to understand that the decisions that we make, that will all those will ultimately determine where our soul spends eternity. Help us, O oh Lord, to always think of the later, of the long term, of eternity, Lord God, and not to be so short sighted to trade. Lord God, the long term for the for the the crumbs and the and the temporal and the superficial things that are here and now. Help us, O oh Lord, to understand that. Heavenly Father, I pray for each person that is listening. I pray, Heavenly Father, that if by any chance there are folks that are listening that have yet to come to make that decision for you, for Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord God, that they may make that decision that they may understand the salvation that you have for them through Jesus Christ by repenting from all of our sins and by making Jesus the Lord of our lives. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, if, if by any chance there are some that are listening that maybe have strayed away and you know maybe they've gotten off the path, Heavenly Father, help them to come back. Help them, O oh Lord, to get back to where they need to get back to. Heavenly Father, help them to understand the way back. That ultimately we need to have a soft and humble heart before you, Lord God. And to allow you to work in our lives. I pray for every person that's listening. I pray for your blessing, for your guidance, for your mercy, and for your grace upon them and upon everyone that is around them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we continue studying God's Word. And please feel free to write to us through our website if you would like more information or just need some prayer. Our web address again is www.thelatterrain.org. The Ladder Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. May God bless you.